0: Welcome to the Q2 Special Sales Focus Podcast produced by the Encouragers on the Radio Rally. Q2 2023, Local Radio's Impactful Customer Conversations. Today, you will hear directly from Chris Fleming, who is a sales consultant with CD Media Consulting. Chris is my co-host for this event, and together we plan to uncover ways to help you generate more revenue in Q2. But We also wanna talk about the differences between all the noise you hear about the economy, inflation, speculation about objections, and the reality of customer conversations actively happening on the ground with reps right now, all across the country and in markets just like yours. (laughs) We have planned a great round table for you as we do with each of our special sales podcast episodes, because we want to bring you proven ideas from leading radio sellers and managers. We will cover sales and revenue related strategies, promoting actionable ideas happening right now in local markets. If you've not spent any time with us or haven't experienced one of our sales podcast events, you're in for a real treat and perhaps a raise. Today, our big focus is local radios, impactful customer conversations, no matter what the noise of the moment is, inflation, interest rates, or recession. The decision for local business owners always comes down to one question and only two possible answers. Do I want to stay in business or do I want to sell or close and get out? If local business owners choose to stay in business in 2023, well, they need solutions to problems that put more customers in their business. And that's exactly what radio does exceptionally well. Maybe people forget. It's okay. It's our job to remind them radio always gets results. We thank Joe Kelly for producing our podcast and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast episodes. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway. Imagine you can change an old-fashioned programming consultant to meet your needs today. Better content, better branding, coaching for on-air talent, music, and other uh, research uh, resources and let's bump it up just a little bit so that you can see some money, sales, coaching, sales strategy, and ideas that will help your sales team rope in more revenue in the coming months. Here's what we call that, that at RPC, our practice is a multiplier that helps local radio generate higher ratings and higher revenue. We make your life easier, better, faster, and more profitable ideas are the new technology reach out anytime for a confidential and free consultation shoot me an email it's easy f-o-r-d at rainmakerpathway.com today is about helping everyone in local radio sales develop more revenue as 2023 really kicks into higher gear this quarter let's start here if you are in sales there are all. there's always this talk about what is next, what is working, where's money going. A lot of that conversation has recently been about the fast-developing rise of digital. In fact, AI has joined that conversation at a heated pace. Yet more recent research suggests, of course, that advertisers should potentially slow their role away from traditional advertising, including radio, that has delivered again and again and again. Now, let's be clear, I'm not discouraging anyone from having a robust, meaningful set of digital products to help local advertisers solve problems. You shouldn't be locked out of conversations with advertisers and buyers in 2023 about digital. Traditional advertising resources like radio remain a critical ingredient in success and influencing local customers and growing opportunities for advertisers so the sky is not falling. In fact, some of the largest names in advertising have shifted back to radio because of effective results. It's still our job to tell the story of how effective local radio is right now and how we solve problems for advertisers and send customers to see them. Of course, it's no surprise that the best local advertising vehicles are strong local customer brands that add value to local communities. And they almost always have strong strategic sales cultures that focus on teaching sellers how to grow relationships, how to bring constant Constant grip of value to advertisers and buyers, and how to become top flight problem solvers. The more any industry does remove relationships from the process, the more those remaining companies in the industry become commodities and drift away from the noise of the day instead of developing more successful paths forward. As one major broadcast company learned a few years ago, less is not more, it never is. Speaking of never, I never like to show up here without a sales expert right at my side. Uh, Sales expert in his own right is our co-host. And that's what this really is, a free on-demand quarterly sales conference. You need a sales expert for that. Today, I'm very pleased to have Chris Fleming with me as the co-host for this episode. How are you, Chris?
1: Uh, Lloyd, if I were any better, it might be a crime. So I appreciate you (laughs) gathering us for this second quarter event. We will hear firsthand from our frontline experts about the current conversations behind and between potential clients and clients of radio and individual sellers. We are about to have an open and honest conversation about how sales is working today and what may not be working so well. So you can pick up a lot of front end help for 2023 if you listen carefully.
0: Chris, we like to hit the ground running. So let's introduce our special guest for today's show.
1: Our first guest is Julie Hind. She has been a radio lady in Iowa City, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, since 1996. She started as a seller. Everyone, applause. She is currently the GM and CEO of KZIA Incorporated, a woman-owned small business. Julie has an MBA from the University of Iowa. And when other MBA students would ask what she would do after getting her MBA, she would say she just wanted to be better at her current job. Please welcome Julie Hind you
0: know over 34 years since his last collegiate game i'm sure that gordy will appreciate this lsu football fans still know gordy rush as an intense hard-hitting special teams player for the tigers in 1988 and 1990 through 1990 the new orleans native brings that same fire to the vice president general manager position of Guarantee Media, which includes Eagle 98.1, the flagship radio station for LSU Sports. Gordy is still covering LSU football as the sideline reporter for the LSU Sports Radio Network. But listen, he's also won a ton of awards as a seller and market manager in Baton Rouge for Guarantee including Radio Inc's Radio Wayne Award presented to the best general manager in the United States in 2022. Gordy is responsible for vision, strategy, relationship development, and helping Guarantee keep their edge almost a quarter of a century into the 21st century. Let's kick off our discussion with our first question to Gordy Rush. Gordy, it seems like it's getting harder to get in front of people get people to see you in 2023. What keywords or phrases are customers responding to now, and what conversations are developing when you do connect?
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's uh, what an honor to be on on this podcast. You know, I like like everyone. Uh, I think people are feeling uh, some of the headwinds, whether we're in a recession or a recession is coming. Certainly, everybody's feeling it a little bit, and I, I think. Ah, uh, the words of "I understand." We're going through that too. Partnerships. Um, I'll start with this, and and it'll I'll stay with it throughout the this program. I think Gordon Burrell said uh, I heard for the first time in 2020 up in New York City that small businesses have gone from dealing with an average of five to 3.5 sellers that they deal with. Our whole goal is that we want to be part of those 3.5 and that means having a great relationship and and a partnership and and certainly having some empathy of, of what what people are going through right now
1: julie generational changes are afoot in our business ecosystem What obstacles do you face when dealing with cross-generational selling, whether it's sellers or buyers from different generations or generational changes taking place at a customer's business?
3: Well, first I'll say as an employer, um, as we look at younger people and I would consider myself an older people, uh, as we look at that, we say that people come in and they're not as loyal as maybe an old person like me would be. So, they come in and they experience the culture that we teach them, we train the heck out of them, and then they might be ready to go at a point when we're not ready for them to go. So I think that it's really important that we, as we look at the generations on our team, that we're really careful to be sure that they're effective really fast. We've got to get them efficient, effective, and it's not the the world when I started where maybe you had a year before you needed to have success. I think that our sellers worry sometimes as they call on younger people that maybe they won't be in as into radio as the older people were. Um, I, I don't know that I find that's true. A lot of the problems that we have, we really never had. Uh, we've dealt with people who were calling on somebody who's uh, retired and they're replaced by their child or their grandchild, and they're can, either continuing the plan or building on it in a new direction. I just had a meeting with a very sweet lawyer who's uh, 30-ish. He's a big fan of radio. You know, so I think that sometimes those things that we invent about selling Mm -hmm. between the generations and what people are going to like are invented. And we need to be sure that we're being really careful to say, here are the things that radio can do, um, build you a great brand. Would you like us to help you do that? Um, Help you to be known. We can make you famous. That's what we do, regardless of the generation.
0: It's a very powerful thing to bring to this event. Morty, when acquiring a new customer, let me ask you about this. Are are you laying out kind of a graduated plan for their success or are sellers just happy to make the sale no matter what that sale looks like? How are you working on transforming your sales business unit into a consultative relationship-driven team?
2: yeah absolutely last thing i want my my folks to be as package sellers it, it's a it's a it's a cna it's the most important thing i think that our, our folks do uh especially we get some new reps and, and how do we sit them down how do we educate them and ask all the right questions and um heck when i started radio i started here at guarantee in 1997 starting to age myself but um we'd ask about radio now we have radio we have stream we have social we have a full digital suites um our sports shows are on tv we have reels uh, we go on and on and, and so I, I think now the list of cna questions went from have tripled uh, since i started in radio and i think that y- you want to be able to ask them what they're doing and all those you know all those uh spaces and all those different mediums and then get a full understanding Uh, I think who they are and where, where is, you know, CNA is a needs analysis. What what do they need? What's their pain point? Understand, uh, you know, Hey, I've got all these uh, SUVs on my lot. I've got to get these sold. I'm selling everything else. So, you know, absolutely. I think the CNA uh, is the most crucial thing in developing relationships. And when we hire salespeople, we're looking for folks that can build relationships and uh, th- that's, to me, in, in a world where um, we have some competitors that are putting, pointing people towards an app to buy radio. Uh, that's never going to be us. And so, uh, absolutely, we want to we build relationships.
1: Julie, I'm going to direct that same question to you. When acquiring a new customer, are you laying out the graduated plan for success or are sellers just happy to sell something?
3: Uh, I think Gordy said a lot of awesome things, and I'm going to add just a few. Um, that we do that um, maybe in your organization might be the dumbest thing ever, but maybe they would work, so I will bring them up. We pay salary for our sellers and then they get a bonus if the whole team hits goal so that they're all pulling in in the same direction and so that they're concerned about not if I'm gonna get this deal and get get compensated for it, but am I doing the right thing for the client for the long term? And I, I think that when you eliminate some of those barriers, um, that are put in front of the the seller to be sure that they do the right thing, that helps. I also think that our sellers really work uh, to have good writing. I'm sorry. Good writing and making sure the creative is right, right? The younger generation sometimes doesn't care what things sound like. And I think that we have to be really cognizant of the old school rules, right? Skipping a whole generation and going back to the creative is the most important thing that we do. And if we can write well, based on the great CNA that Gordy talked about, it's going to appeal to to our client and it's going to appeal to their client.
0: Creativity is such a powerful thing in our business. I sometimes think it's not relied on enough. Gordy, listen, since this is about now and not about the past, which product categories are driving business in your marketplace right now? And and why do you think that is and which ones might surprise you?
2: Mm. You know, I, I think that for, for us, the the um, oh, what product categories. So, Oh, for us automobiles, you know, finally, after everything, the auto industry has gone through, there's inventory on lots. And so really pleased that, um, the, that the car has come back, especially some of the dealer groups uh, have done well. Um, some ones that I, I think that's one that's should have been business, um, sports gambling. You know, I, I'm not sure what Julie has up in Iowa, but um So we got the apps and we had the boom that was uh, uh, all the acquisition of of, um, all all the gaming companies and it settled down and it's plateaued. And thankfully, um, you you know, what's been a surprise for me was it wasn't it was spots and dots and, and a lot of things out of the gate. But eventually it's been the live endorsements and the relationships and them wanting to buy influencers. And the blessing of us being a local radio station with local personalities, we have that to offer to them. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, auto has been, it's really made a nice recovery with all the problems with the, the lack of chips and the lack of inventories we went through during the pandemic. Um, you know, some of the things that obviously real estate is struggling a, a little bit right now with where the rates are. And then, uh, you know, Fortunately for, for us, uh, down here in the, near the Gulf of Mexico in 2020, we had six named hurricanes hit our state. And so we had a boom in the roofing and a lot of home construction. Uh, some of that slowed down. We we didn't have any hurricanes in 2022, which
0: uh, is, uh, is a blessing in this area. No question. You're listening to our Q2 radio sales event called Q2 2023 local radios impactful customer conversations this is our exclusive quarterly radio sales podcast meant to encourage you and share ideas and strategies for your sales team to increase revenue sounds like a fun thing right i'm lloyd ford from rainmaker pathway consulting works on the encouragers the radio rally podcast we're all about encouraging radio pros at all levels today chris fleming and i are focused on q2 and plans for 2023 as things are truly getting into the deeper water of sales and revenue for this year. As you can see, we are armed with great guests from interesting local radio markets today Julie Hine from KZIA in Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, Iowa, and Gordy Rush from Guarantee Media in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We are taking a look, of course, under the hood, talking about actual conversations on the ground today when it comes to radio advertising, changing forces and generations, and what many call compression or additional heat that comes from so many consumer choices and advertiser choices. On our roundtable, we strategically placed today's players because we wanted to get a solid view of what is actually happening. And we chose Gordy and Julie because they're straight shooters. They work on the ground in their markets and they stay very tuned up to what buyers and advertisers are focused on. We thought it would be great for you to hear their perspectives.
1: Lloyd, let's shift gears and talk about ideas for Q2 to help boost sales.
0: Gordy, one of the things I enjoy so much about you and always have is that your world tends to center at least from my perspective around ideas can you share one idea that can help somebody boost their q2 revenue
2: Hmm. yeah you know um you know for us uh, we we spend a a whole lot of time on two things on on um new and incremental business and and um yeah i heard julie talk about how she paid our sales People and it's uh, hers is about the group hitting number and 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 we have group goals as well too and, and quarterly bonuses. For us, it's it's converting target accounts to keys. That's anything, I think twenty six thousand dollars or more over a twelve month period, and there's a focus on that. And then secondly, you know, I, I, Lloyd, we've talked about this before. I, I'm a big believer in it That I'm still very much a radio uh, a believer in radio. But also, I went from years ago from DJs to hiring influencers who create content and push it out into uh, whatever distribution channels people are consuming it. So, how do I? Let me simplify that. I got influencers that are going to do live endorsements and push it into their ecosystem, and so those campaigns have the most success. You're buying radio, but with that radio, uh, our people are. are it's, it's you're able to hear that obviously on the stream on the on-demand channel, where we have social, and all of the above. And it's a comprehensive campaign. And those are the ones that people, to me, um, are very faithful to. It's the last thing that they would cancel in times like this. And I think that that is what separates us from some of the you know, publicly traded competitors that we have in this market is, is that. they They can't offer that.
1: I call that depth of assortment, and I firmly believe in it. Julie, the buck stops with you in a very real sense in your market because of the nature of your operation and what you are able to accomplish as an independent operator. Can you share ideas that are working in your market to create more revenue for local radio?
3: I I think one very specific idea Uh, To add on to the great things that Gordy has said is, is looking at recruitment, which used to be a huge category for us, then kind of died down because of the pandemic, and now is back, right? It's an issue for everybody, but it's back in a different way. We used to have people buying a remote, buying a little schedule, doing a job fair, and now we have to tell those clients that you need to build a brand. If you are a manufacturing plant and you thought that you could just say, hey, I'm hiring and people would respond, that's not the case anymore. And the the clients that we have that get the best results from their recruitment run 52 weeks a year, stressing how great they are and how much they love their team. So I, I think to look at things from a different perspective of everything needs to build brand down. And I would also say sometimes we look at a category and we think we can't be important to them right now. And I think it's important that we go and ask. We do the CNA, we ask some questions, we try to find pain and try to find a a place where we can offer a solution, whether that's with digital products or with radio products. But there's so many times that we are surprised by someone who is spending, but it's invisible to us and they actually have pain and they actually have a big budget and we don't know about it because we turn it off and i I think that as sellers and i am i grew up in the sales team i am a seller too i sold some things today um i think that we lie to ourselves in some categories and we we can have success every time we put that to bed. Every time we think, well, it's 4.30 and I shouldn't call because he's always busy at the end of the day. Well, it's it's 11.30 and I shouldn't call because it might be a busy lunch for him. You know, we think about the clients and we put these fake stories in our head. And every time we can push those down and go, you know what, Julie, you're lying to Julie and you need to just pick up the phone and make three calls, right? So I, I think on the front end, the the pipeline part, we need to be sure that we're doing the work to meet people. We need to be filling our pipeline, introducing ourselves. And when you do that, you don't know what great things can happen. Lots and lots of them. Some people are gonna tell you no or not now, and that's great too.
1: Let's talk about more about Q2 and the critical revenue months coming in terms of strategy. Gordy, look,
0: uh, many customer exchanges center around tactics, especially when it comes to digital. What works for your team you know, kind of refocusing the discussion and getting further upstream to the strategy conversation.
2: Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned that I have a meeting tomorrow on Good Friday, right. To, uh, to talk with a client that, um, car dealer a little bit, you know, frustrated going on right there. And that, um, you know, we know where rates are and, and, uh, inventory is coming back and just looking for a little bit different message. And you know, I, I, I go back and Julie brought up some good points right now. You know, for me, it gets back to fundamentals, gets back to relationships and and trying to think a little bit more big, big picture and where you're going. I mean, uh, radio is a proven deal. If you, you got the right number, the frequency and the reach, you're going to get results if the message is right. And uh, especially times like this, you, you asked me early on, what are the buzzwords that you're hearing? From your clients, the the big question is: What are the buzzwords that the audience and the customer needs to hear right now? Because their electricity bill is up. Um, You know, they're they're uh, down here. God bless our insurance almost doubled. Uh, And I know Iowa's had some problems with flooding and what have you. We've had all the hurricanes going on. Nobody wants to write anything down here in Louisiana. And that's different when your your insurance bill goes from twenty five hundred to. $5,000 5000 dollars a year, people uh people are feeling that. So what's the message that's coming between you know those speakers coming out the speakers? You need to be saying the right things to to your clients.
1: Julian, analyzing your sales business, uh, where are you strong and where do you think you could use some help? And what tools or opportunities do you wish you had to improve that situation? And what are you gonna do to make those improvements?
3: Um, we use a A digital partner like most of us do, I I think that that that's a a real strength. And um, even though it was difficult, right, there was a lot of work to learn those products and to get ready, a lot of training and investment by by our team. And they did a great job with it. But I, I think that it's Such a huge benefit now that we're kind of through that hard part where we can look at it and go, hey, I'm going to sell radio to a digital client. I'm going to sell digital to my radio clients. And that fits in with Gordy's suggestion at the beginning saying people want fewer salespeople coming in their door or on their phone or however we're in touch with them. Um, I also think that we are we are doing a good job with our sales funnel. And that's a new thing that we've just been doing this year uh, in ways that we are working to to fill the funnel at the top. And we have non-sellers who are non-selling admin team who uh, they're great people, really talented, working to to get that sales pipeline filled for the salespeople to take over at a certain point. And, And I think that that's been a real help to us. We'll see since, like I said, we've only been doing it since January and we'll see how the year ends because of that, but it does make everybody more efficient and effective.
0: I'm going to slide this in here right quick, just because of what Gordy and Julie have been saying about salespeople and how people want to see less salespeople. I think our salespeople across the country in the radio business need to be thinking about branding for themselves as a seller. How are you being perceived? What is your value? How are you committed to bringing value every time you have interaction with someone? Gordy, sales recruitment continues to be a challenge for many. Where are you looking for new talented people and what challenges are you having to overcome to bring on board new sellers?
2: Yeah. So, you know, I think for us, we, we look for a lot of people outside of the media area, you know, and it, um, because, you know, as Julie's mentioned, um, it's all evolved so much and, and that we have digital and we're doing so many more things than what we did in the past. And I, I hate to use a golf analogy, but um, it's easier to teach somebody to play golf for the first time than than to to try to change somebody like what you're swinging Lloyd I've seen you swing a golf club you're not good in golf and it takes a long time to try and fix your your swing and so the last two hires that we made we, we you know we had somebody did a whole lot of cold calling for a uh mortgage financial place and then we had somebody that came from the auto business that just wanted to change and um real green to to radio in media but um fearless in making calls and have that attitude. And so, um, you know, we have a, we have a, a, a book and I'm, Oh, and of course I would ideal team player, right? Hungry, heart, hungry, smart, humble. And, and I'm going to, it'll come to me the the book it's called ideal team player, but it's real simple. Um, we stole that by debt from Dave Ramsey. I didn't want to claim that that's a Dave Ramsey thing. But we're looking for hungry people that are humble, that are really street smart and relentless in setting appointments. And it comes, you know, comes to like baseball. How many, how many bats are you going to get? How many quality bats are you going to get? And you're going to hit a certain percentage. And so I'd rather go that route than, than not to not to be ugly, the, to to try and retrain people that have been in the business 10 to 15 years, wanting to count list and are, are going to be content with handling 15 relationships.
1: Julie, you won't escape this question either. So when it comes to recruitment, where are you looking and what are what are you hearing from people that you do interview? And do we need to do something different?
3: I I wish I had better answers to this question. Um, We struggle to find people. We struggle to keep people. It's it's hard, I think. For some of us, and maybe this is a perspective issue for me because I have radio in my blood, right? I wake up every morning and I want to come here. It is not work. Well, I mean, parts of it are work, but most of it is not work for me. This is a love. And it's hard to find the people who feel that as well, especially of a generation where even sometimes recently, I feel like we're um, maybe negotiating with somebody's parents. They're not making decisions based on their own love. But based on, oh, well, this is the, the right path. And I don't know that radio feels as right pathish as so maybe insurance or, or other things. Um, we're our senior seller who makes a great living, you know she looks at this and says, "This is a great industry. This is a great job. this there is as much opportunity here as I want as I as much opportunity as I want to go work for. It's not hard. It's to, I'm just helping people, and I find it very rewarding. So you know, when you see that, but then sometimes you feel like, hey, this is it's hard to find people to convince to come to to do something that feels kind of off the path, right? They're not uh, they're not buildings in colleges that say, radio center but there are buildings that in class names and all of that that are built around radio uh, or around digital media and so they feel called to that sometimes or feel like that's the right thing we've had people come in here and get jobs and say oh my gosh i never thought that i would like this it never occurred to me i just took this because it was convenient so, again, it's like you just have to ask. You have to approach people. And it is a separate selling job to sell clients and to also sell people who want to want to work here. And then hopefully they'll have the same kind of love of it that we do.
0: Julie, always heard, if you don't ask, you don't get. It's interesting that that's shown up in the middle of this podcast episode. Listen, we launch a different exclusive sales event focused on radio with different guests quarterly at the beginning of each quarter to try to encourage radio sellers at all levels. Nominate your pick to be a guest sales expert in one of our future sales events by emailing us, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com.
1: On the encouragers, our entire purpose is to encourage you. You can see this isn't only for consulting clients. In other words, we're opening ourselves up to the entire industry. Our goal is to be helpful and encouraging to your career, no matter how you come in contact with this podcast episode or the Encouraging Sales Success series.
0: Every Monday, we produce our regular show with guests from all areas of broadcast, including on-air programming, sales, sales management, market managers, and of course, others right here on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. And it's always all about radio and only radio. Our podcast is available on your smartphone through Apple, Audible, Spotify, or almost anywhere that you get your podcast today.
1: Lloyd, do you have any final questions for our round table?
0: Oh, I do. Recently, I had a guest on our podcast that said to me, quote, it's time for radio to pivot. And we really haven't done that yet. Unquote. Gordy and Julie, I'll ask you both. You can answer one and then the other. How are you engaging creativity and innovation to manage the transition of your revenue brands into the future?
2: God, I mean, I I certainly think that that may be true in some cases. It's not in ours, and you know, I you know, I think I talked a little bit about influencers creating content and pushing them onto distribution channels. So we're very much still in radio, but we're also with our brands and our influencers. We're in places wherever people are consuming content. You know, we talked a little bit about being the flagship of LSU. So we've got a post-game show that's going on that you can listen on the stream that you can watch on YouTube. You can watch on television. I have two other guys that are are getting drunk with a cigar, doing whiskey and wine and lots of cuss words on YouTube live that are at the same time as the post-game show. And we've got somebody on TikTok That's got the coaches press conference. So nobody is confining us to just being radio. Uh, Again, uh i'll go back to, to to something else i heard you know recently look content is is still very much king but also distribution is king kong and so radio still part of that distribution mix but everything else you need to be wherever your listeners are consuming media
3: i love that king kong uh, I think um, in relation to to radio specifically, and I agree with Gordy says, uh, what Gordy says about distribution, I also think that the industry is in it together. So it used to be back in the old days that we were, you know wanting to have higher ratings, a client that our competitors in radio didn't have. And I think that now we really need to to notice that uh, rising tide raids all boats. We all need to be great radio, every stop set that's too long, every stop set that you run a dozen ads or more in some cases, uh, that needs to stop, right? We all needed to reduce stop sets and make all of those commercials great and relevant to the local market. Make it sound like an engaging part of your community that if, if my radio station dropped into Gordy's town, it is gonna not fit, right? Because it's so localized and everything is important to the people who live here. I would say another uh, another thing is that we need more stupid. We need to do things that get attention in whatever way that we can. We had last year we had a porta potty palooza and we locked our morning show host in well, we didn't really lock him cuz the door was cracked but mm-hmm. he was inside a porta potty for the day until we got enough people to take a pledge to not drive distracted. Is that the you know as When I look at, oh, I have an MBA and I'm renting a porta potty to put my team into, um, it's not the classiest thing we've ever done, but it was fun and it engaged listeners It engaged our clients. We had a lot of great questions about it. We need to be the water cooler top in that topic. And that's how we do it, by doing stupid things. The last thing I'll I'll say. The last thing I'll say is that there was a saying back in the day before I started in radio in in the 90s that was, if you can get a radio station, you can have anything you want. And I think that we need to pivot back to thinking that that is true and that we can have anything we want. We just need to figure out how to do it. We have connections, we have distribution channels, we have talented people who know how to do lots of different things in all of our different departments and we need to use them. We need to not just sit inside our walls and think about this is this is the way this business is, but we need to think about what else can we be? What else oh, can Julie. we have?
0: Oh, Julie, that saying is going to show up later in this podcast episode. You are hearing Gordy and Julie talk about experience experiences. Gordy is talking about it with his talents and how he uses his talents and look how far reaching they are going. And then, of course, Julie comes in and talks about experience. Put a little stupid in your thing. What she's really saying is don't be a wallflower. It's time to turn the heat up. If you're listening to this as soon as it drops or you've been listening because somebody shared this link with you. Please know that we have a sales event every single quarter. The next radio sales event is planned for July 13th, 2023. Chris, we have one more bonus topic and a question, and it's for you. Today, we have two very accomplished managers on this episode of our quarterly sales event, but I would like to have you talk about uh, uh, People who may have things falling apart a bit, you know what I'm saying, at their radio station or their cluster, they know they must increase sales. It's pretty clear to them. This is for people who may have slipped in revenue and not recovered. Uh, Maybe they're having more struggles than they're comfortable with. Since this is a sales event, we will assume that they may also have a much smaller sales team than they've had in past years and things have gotten harder for them what advice would you give to them to begin again and build the right sales culture to regenerate their strengths and to create a path forward with significant sales opportunities in their market
1: Lloyd, you know, I preach this, but for for all broadcasters, we need to get upstream of the tactical conversations and into the strategy conversations, much like we talked about here today. When we can help somebody solve a problem or capitalize on an opportunity, we're going to be viewed as marketing experts rather than just another salesperson of that 3.5 that Gordy mentioned. It's a cultural shift for a lot of operations to transform a team from focusing only on selling our wares to focusing on helping customers solve problems. When you focus on the customer and solving the customer's problems, it will automatically solve our sales issue. And it usually happens at a higher rate and a higher volume than we focus when the, when we focus just on what we sell. And, you know, I wrote the book on this subject, so I know this. That's right. Say the name of the book. Uh, The latest one is called 52 Weekly Sales Meetings. Imagine that. that.
0: listen, I want to thank you for helping us put this event together and for sharing your expertise with us. You're always so gracious to do that. I'm excited to be doing this quarterly event with you and hope you'll return for future engagements with us. A special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers to Radio Rally podcast. Thank you to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast.
1: And I'd like to thank our exceptional and gracious guests, Cordy Rush from Guarantee Media in Baton Rouge and Julie Hind from KZIA-FM and Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, Iowa. Lloyd, as you mentioned, we have July 13th scheduled for our next quarterly sales rally on the encouragers. We're in the process of securing guests for our next roundtable. If you have a suggestion or would like to participate in a future event, please reach out to Lloyd at, rain, at uh, Ford at Rainmaker dot
0: Yeah, listen, uh, we, we can't do this without you. Uh, we started this because, well, it came out of the pandemic. Encouragement for the radio business. Who would have thought it? And so, look, please share the encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast with others that, you know, are interested in growing their careers in radio sales or in programming. I always say this because local radio should always understand the power of what I'm about to say. These words, which Julie used. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else that you want. If you need to know what I mean by that, please reach out. I love answering that question. Thank you for being a part of our quarterly radio sales exclusive event with the encouragers. Until next time, please remember, if you don't remember anything else, be kinder than you have to be. There's never been a better time to encourage someone on your team. Go for it. And good night.